0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Tuesday, May 31st, Not Gambling Advice, Waiver Wire episode. We are a day late. Obviously, it's Memorial Day weekend, so we took, you know, the Sunday off. We're recording this on Monday. I hope everybody didn't miss us too badly yesterday, but we're going to bring you some really good information today. Waiver Wire pickup, streaming pitchers, and we're going to go rapid fire. Today, I'm joined by, I'm your host, Cole and obviously, but today I'm not joined by Peter Apple. I am joined by the one and only Javier Reyes. What is up, man? What is up? Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no valley low
0: <laughs> to keep me from talking about fantasy, man. How are you doing on this lovely, lovely Tuesday for the listeners, at least for us? It's definitely not Tuesday, but uh, this
1: and this is definitely also the first t- first time we tried recording this, too. Definitely the first time. Anyways, let's get into we're going to go rapid fire. <laughs> we got a bunch of good names for you today to pick up for your fantasy team a bunch of good streamers. Javi, I'm throwing it over to you first. Give me your first waiver wire ad of the week.
0: You got it, sir. Let's talk about, arguably, and and it's funny because you, the listeners might not know this. One of the long running jokes in just baseball uh, lore, I'm going to say, right, is that you love your expected stats and people like making fun of it. One of them are Kendall McKee. Shout out the cardboard consultants, of course, loves making fun of you for Eduardo Rodriguez because his expected stats didn't always kick in. And he made a joke about, you know, oh, they'll kick in when the next World Cup starts. But but I think that they oftentimes when judging waiver wire pickups can be very useful. And I think that when you look at the Giants crop of starting pitchers, the Giants, a team that, you know, some people at just baseball don't believe in. I personally do. But more importantly, I believe in their starting pitching and the guy that we got to talk about is Alex Cobb, um, who is arguably one of the most unlucky pitchers in baseball. He's the the bizarro Cal Quantrill, uh, dare I say, shout out Peter Apple Um, this year so far. He's striking out a lot of batters, but and 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 joining a whole lot of ground balls launch angle stuff on him is low. And, I mean, 11.2K per nine. The problem is that his ERA has been pretty crappy so far. 5.73 ERA as of this recording. uh, Not very good. He's been killing you. If you're in points league, he's been getting you some minus performances probably. But the difference between his ERA and FIP is just too glaring to ignore, even for a guy like me that enjoys when people like making fun of Colby for his expected stats and advanced stats and whatnot. A 2.63 FIP, way too low. Uh, It does not match up with his ERA is basically what I'm saying here. And given the ground ball rate and all that stuff, given the fact that it's just the giants, right? Like I trust them. And I like doing that with fantasy. I like choosing players from good teams that have great coaching staffs and what have you. Alex
1: Cobb is the guy. And I would
0: drop, Hey, I just mentioned Cal Quantrill. I would drop Cal Quantrill for him.
1: Agreed with you, Javi. I mean, you look at his numbers across the board, his FIP 2.63 is 12th in baseball, his ground ball rate, 65 and a half percent. Is third in baseball behind Aaron Ashby and Framber Valdez, so he's elite at getting ground balls. He doesn't give up many home runs right now. His left on base percentage, which means any runners that get on base, he's only leaving 50 percent of runners on right now, which is just not sustainable. The MLB average is around 75 percent, so you have to believe that that's going to correct at some point. Um, this is a guy that, yeah, like you said, striking out 11 over 11 batters per nine innings, he's owned in. 45% of Yahoo leagues, maybe a little lower on ESPN leagues right now. So this is a guy that I have him owned everywhere. We talked about him last week. He had a string of two bad starts, one in Colorado, which I don't put much weight into. And then he got hit around by the Mets, but only gave up one home run and didn't strike or struck out, you know, seven batters and didn't walk anybody. So it just seemed like, you know, wasn't his day that day, but he still pitched well and just dominated the Reds. So all over this guy, Javi, I'm going to move into my first waiver wire ad, Michael Harris the Atlanta Braves just got called up yesterday or two days ago, I believe, um, and so he's going to be moving to the outfield. Thirty-five percent on in Yahoo. The 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 hype behind Michael Harris, you know, he's already owning thirty-five percent of leagues. You look at a guy like Alec Thomas, who's an even more well-regarded prospect, that a top fifteen prospect in some circles, is still just twenty-seven percent on, and he's hitting well. Alec Thomas is hitting like two seventy right now with three bombs, some good run production. But why people are so enamored and so hyped up about Michael Harris II is that he has beyond elite speed. He has stolen 11 bags in 41 AAA games. He's a burner. He He's hitting 305 with five bombs in those 41 games as well. So you have to believe that 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 average is going to translate. Some of that power is going to translate. You know, He's hitting ninth in this Braves lineup, which will be good for his run production because if he gets on base, the meat of that Braves order is coming up behind him. Um, and he's going to have a lot of room to steal a lot of bags. You know, this is a guy that I think you need to speculatively add in 12-team leagues, possibly a 10-team league if you're low on speed. Um, Because, you know, if he's not hitting in three weeks, you can always drop him. There's going to be other guys in the waiver wire to pick up. But with his speed potential, with actually some pretty good pop potential as well, this is a guy that, you know, really could be a mainstay on your roster if he comes up and makes an impact right away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that in general with prospect guys, they're always worth a speculative ad. They're ad, they're worth a speculative put on your watch list at the minimum. Right. And I know that we're talking about like 10 or 12 team leagues. So maybe it's in deeper leagues. You definitely got to pick them up. I just checked a uh, Frodum Layton co-founder of just baseball added him actually uh, a couple days ago. I was about to add him. Cause you sold me, you sold me Colby. Uh, but I agree, man. And I think with the Braves, especially like you said, with the Braves, good lineup, you know, he could score some runs. He has that chance to make an impact immediately it's not going to hurt you if he stinks or whatnot, right? Uh, This could be the next uh, prospect that comes, shines through maybe even just for a couple of weeks. And especially with speed, which is just so hard to find in fantasy baseball. Obviously uh, I agree a hundred percent with you, sir. Javi,
1: before you get your next guy, Mm -hmm. I do want to say that Alec Thomas, who I just mentioned as a guy that, Mm. you know, is owned in less leagues than Michael Harris. I think he's also a good ad right now too. 20, 27% owned. He has three bombs hitting 270 with a lot of power, um, hitting the ball hard he's going to be in the lineup every day for the Arizona Dimebacks. That's another guy that I think you can can add if you need a little bit more of the power upside and less of the speed upside. But, Javi, I'll let you get into your next guy.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And and speaking of speed, this isn't my main next guy. I do want to mention Jorge Mateo. Uh, As someone who hates himself and how the Padres – Every single player they let go of turns into something. I'm just going to assume that at some point, Jorge Mateo will get better as a hitter. He's batting 214 right now. That's not great, but 13 steals. And like we just mentioned, if your bargain been dumping, you know, maybe uh your, your guys who are supposed to steal bases haven't been doing that for you so far, give him an ad. If you really need stolen bases, because the 204, 250 on base, not the best hitter. But again, I'm just kind of a guy who's like, At this point, I'm just assuming every former pounder is going to figure out something. Josh Naylor is doing stuff for Cleveland. I mean, I just, that's just me right now.
1: Uh, Jorge Mateo (laughs) is like selling, you're like, you know, a used car salesman. You're like, you know, I got this really nice Lexus over here, doesn't have many miles on it, but you don't want that. You don't want that. And then he points (laughs) over to like this. 20 year old Camry that has like 180,000 miles on it, but it gets the job done and it's kind of like Billy Hamilton and it steals a lot of bags. You want that? Yeah, Yeah, you want that.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Look, again, could hurt you in batting average, but again, I just think that with the stolen bases, he's at least worth uh, checking out if you need that. But my main guy that I want to highlight is also someone who is again going to trigger me because he was on my watch list since the beginning of the season. All right. And that's Kyle Lewis outfielder for the Seattle Mariners had him on my watch list. And I stupidly decided that for some reason, let me just leave my bench open. We're in a 16 team league. I'm an idiot. Let's be very clear. Uh, Colby could talk to you about my drafting strategy, which after I drafted Cody Bellinger, I literally just drafted all memes afterward and just gave up. Apparently, uh, So that's just been my, my look so far. And I didn't manage to pick up Kyle Lewis before I had the chance Uh, Kyle Lewis, power speed combo, decent lineup over in Seattle that I think has been, I think Seattle, it is fair to say in the beginning that, all right, they did have unbelievably clutch hitting last year. Maybe we overvalued them, even if they did have a pretty good off season, but I still believe that Winker, Julio Rodriguez, he's picked it up, obviously, but guys like Winker, even Eugenio Suarez, they've been uh, kicking up a little bit. Adam Frazier's kind of okay, former Padre. I think the lineup is pretty good to support him. And I think the power is pretty legit. The last time we really saw him and talked about him was in 2020 when he hit 11 home runs in 58 games, which is really solid power and 262, 364 batting average on base. I love looking about at that for fantasy just because it shows you this isn't a guy that I fear could head into some giant slump and going to be only power speed. All right. He did manage to steal five bags in those 58 games. I think he has some speed upside, but, you know, coming off the injury, maybe he might not have that for you. Bottom line, though, is outfield. I think that with this lineup combined with the power tools, and he's a young player too. Not not young player. He's had an early stretch of his career. Maybe he's molding
1: into what he's going to be for the rest of his career. He's 26 years old, former rookie of the oh, year, Javi. Really? Okay, I mean, like, yeah, still pretty young. And um, <laughs> I thought he was definitely has some okay. upset. I do like that he's pretty much just going to be playing DH because I don't think he's just one of those guys, for whatever reason, that when he plays in the outfield, he cannot stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a DH role where he's just focusing on hitting, I think – yeah, there's some some pretty legit upside here, hitting 6th, 7th in that Mariners lineup. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely worth a look. I believe he's owned in around 35 or 40% of leagues right now. So I like that one, Javi. I'm going to move over to my next guy. And this is a guy that coming to this year, I was more hyped up on than, than possibly anybody out there. Mm. Um, and I was really disappointed because he got off to a, Terrible start to the season, Hobby. But Alejandro Kirk of the Toronto Blue Jays, mm. who you may know because he's a five foot seven, two hundred and sixty pound catcher. I mean, like the dude does not look like a baseball player. But let me tell you, this man hits baseballs better than almost anyone. Like, legitimately, just making contact and hitting the ball, he is at the top of the league. Right since May first, Hobby, he's hitting three thirty eight with just a seven percent strikeout rate. And a 12% walk rate in 71 plate appearances. The big thing for Kirk coming into the year was, you know, last year he had a 40, near 45% hard hit rate, and I was like, you know, the power's there. This guy makes a ton of contact. It's bound, he's bound to be a 310, a 320 hitter, and you know, getting a big opportunity in this Blue Jays lineup. But it just didn't happen at the beginning of the year. He had a 33% hard hit rate through the first month of the season in April. But over the last month, I mentioned since May 1st, he has a 43% hard hit rate. He's not striking out. I, I, I really do have to believe that that 338 average might be a little inflated. But I think this he has all the makings of a guy that can hit well over 300 with, you know, close to 20 home run power. This is a guy that you know, probably fell off a lot of people's radar because he struggled to begin the year, but he's only 31% owned right now. And I think right now is the time to add him. And I'm going to say something crazy. I'd rather have him on my Mm. team than Adley Rutschman. That's an absolutely crazy thing to say because Adley Rutschman just came up as one of the top prospects in all of baseball. But let me tell you, it takes a lot of time to adjust to the big leagues. And I think it's going to take Adley Rutschman at least a month to really adjust to the big leagues and figure himself out in this league especially as a switch hitter, right? He's not learning to hit just from one side in the bigs. He's learning to Mm -hmm. hit from two sides. It takes a little bit longer. So I think adding Alejandro Kirk is absolutely the move. You know, you can wait. You probably won't even, you probably, if you missed out on Adley Rutschman, Kirk is the guy to go get.
0: And look, with catchers, I think we overstate and overrate all the upcoming guys all the time and I think that most often in fantasy baseball having a good catcher is a nice little bonus because there just aren't that many that are going to be awesome but like you said Adley Rutschman is going to take some time to adapt and I want the guy in the Blue Jays lineup I absolutely do if I had Adley Rutschman I'd look to potentially trade him maybe there's an Orioles fan in your league and say hey it's the number one prospect in baseball come on give me give me a give me some outfield help or give me some speed help I, I agree with you, and I just I just think that with Richmond it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. The rookies this year have been very odd, right? It's been kind of the the let the ones who fell off the radar that have been a big deal, like Mackenzie Gore, Stephen Kwan at the beginning of the year, but Ro- then Royce
1: Lewis as of late Royce he just Lewis, got hurt. But
0: yeah, but like Torkelson and Bobby Witt started off pretty poorly, right? Like a lot of those top guys. Aside from Julio Rodriguez, we love Julio Rod, All right, And even a, he started
1: favorite. off poorly to begin the year. <laughs> even they he take start time. Off. Mm-hmm.
0: They take time. So I agree with you, 100 Spent, especially at catcher. Uh, go get that guy. Awesome lineup. It just, don't you feel like the Blue Jays are going to go nuclear at some point? I smell it. <laughs> I smell it coming soon. I just don't know exactly when.
1: Yeah, we're going to, I'm excited to talk about that on ALE State of the Division later today. But Javi, as you know, Not Gambling Advice podcast is presented by Prize Picks. We're happy to be presented by Prize Picks. They just added some pretty exciting stuff to the board today on the MLB side of things. Mm. So now Mm. you can add walks allowed into your parlays. You can add pitches thrown into your prop parlays. You can add even hits allowed and earn runs allowed. So they added a bunch of these pitcher props that I think are really, really fun. And I, you know, I'm excited to dive into them because I feel like a pitcher, like pitches thrown prop, like those are things that are more quantifiable. And I think you could actually find edges, you know, a little bit better, like Peter and I have been killing the runs and RBIs props. So I'm excited to dive in. So if you want to check out these new props added to prize picks and you don't have the app, use promo code, just baseball. We have the link in the description as well, but use promo code, just baseball, download the prize picks app, sign up and you get a hundred percent deposit match up to $200. Javi, let's move into, do you have any other waiver wire ads or should we move into streaming pitchers? Uh, I think we should move into stream pitches. I will say one thing
0: for all you people who might be enjoying the Danny Jimenez uh, thing right now. He's been a really good closer out of Oakland. Maybe include him in a trade package only because, think about it, I just think any player that's good, Oakland is looking to change. And with relievers, especially, if he gets not that he's a bad pitcher, this has nothing to do with his skills. Might think he's go gonna to get a traded, team, yeah. He might get traded and he might go to a team that's and be a setup guy or something, and be yep. a setup guy. So maybe Obvious. include him in a a package
1: before we move to streamers i do have one guy that i want to talk about just real quick because i feel like he's gonna get hot here and he has two home runs over his last four games bobby dahlbeck who oh no (laughs) he's back i am i i so let me preface this with bobby (laughs) dahlbeck will not be good the entire year but -hmm. do you remember chris carter big do home remember run hitter you know he Love hit chris like carter. 40 mm-hmm. something bombs one year with the brewers oh yeah chris carter was the king of hitting like five home runs in one week and then mm-hmm. not going not hitting a home run for another three weeks then if he would hit a home run you would immediately i would immediately run to the waiver wire and go okay chris carter's about to go ballistic and he would hit like three four five sometimes even six home runs in a, in a span of seven or eight games I think that's what's about to happen with Bobby Dalbeck. I think Bobby Dalbeck is about to get really, really hot. He has a 49% hard hit rate this year, Javi. His K rate is down 7%, and his home run per fly ball rate is below 10% right now, which just does not add up for a guy that, you know, hits the ball as hard as he does, hits it in the air as much as he does. He His home run per fly ball rate legitimately should be over 20%. And so I'm buying, you know, not for the whole season, but I'm buying that, in the next month here, Bobby Dalback is going to go on a tear and it's a guy not to add just yet, but like watch his stats over the next week and just see monitor where his K rate is at monitor how hard, you know, if he's making contact a good amount and then pick him up because I think he's about to get hot. You just, I'll let you, you get in your like streamer, a, but you can't let go of Bobby Dalback, can't he? <laughs> he just well, because the, the tool, but dude, but dude, it's not even being a Red Sox fan. Like, I crap on Bobby Dalback more than most, right? I watch his at-bats, and sometimes his at-bats are absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the underlying numbers behind Bobby Dalback is pretty nuts how hard he hits the ball. His barrel rate is mm-hmm. very high. He hits a lot of line drives. Like, legitimately, Bobby Dalback should be a better hitter than he is, and I do think he's going to get hot here. You know, this is a guy that was, you know, 108 WRC-plus last year. He's at 60 WRC-plus this year. It's It's just... There's a big gap between he's, his WOBA and x WOBA. I think he's about to get hot.
0: Power. Cheap power. That sells in fantasy. That could happen anytime. I love the Chris Carter comp. It's true. I remember that. It was like, hold steady. Hold together, everybody. It's And then right when it comes, it's like 10 home runs in two weeks or something crazy with Chris yep. Carter. Love that dude. He would have benefited if he got saved by the Giants or something like that. But anyway. My streamer of the week is Mr. Aaron Ashby, who you talked about a little bit earlier as being a ground ball king. He also manages to strike out some guys a decent old amount. He does walk some, which isn't great, but he's definitely the definition of a waiver wire ad with Freddie Peralta on the IL. We don't know how long the leash is going to be for Ashby. I talked with a buddy over at Locked On Breweries, Dominic Cotriano. He's really high on him and he thinks he's got some stuff. And most importantly, the matchups maybe you had him already i wish this episode had come out on friday against the cubs was his start but he is next scheduled to face the padres and i don't know if you guys have noticed because all these beast people arm late and fraud i'm late and i'm gonna keep calling him peter the big apple and jack Wackmullen, mullen right they're putting the padres so high on the power rankings because they want to jinx them they want to mess with me the number five team in baseball this is all a thing to conspire against me if you watch the padres hit This is a team that a lot of their players that need to be great this year, uh, Grisham and Jake Cronenworth, they have not been good offensive players. The only reason the Padres offense has been good is because of the Padres first baseman that I still will not name on this year's show. That he, for some reason, has been a batting average king. And then Manny Machado is performing like an MVP. You want to say it. Eric yeah, I'd, Hosmer. No, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. I can't do it yet. I can't do it. Uh, but seriously, that's a pretty good matchup, especially in Milwaukee. I think he's had something to prove to maybe be a fixture in that rotation for uh, more weeks to come. But as a streamer, I like him against the Padres week this week for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even think he's a guy that you can add. I think you add him just for the long run at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. he. He's been in a weird role this year, kind of like a Tanner Howe, kind of like a Christian Javier, where they've been bouncing him back and forth between being a starter, being a reliever, being a long reliever. Sometimes he's going four innings out of the bullpen, and it's just kind of strange when they do that. I feel like it's, it takes a you know a mental toll to be able to, to pitch like that and not really know exactly what your role is. But he started against the Padres last weekend, went five and two-thirds, five strikeouts, three walks. The problem for Ashby is the walks, you know, he has strikeout stuff, his slider, which is his primary pitch. He throws, you know, 35% of the time. It's nasty, 41% whiff rate, but the walks are what kills Ashby. Sometimes he won't walk a guy through an outing, right? The Marlins uh, three starts ago, he went four innings, eight K's through a no hitter in those four, four, innings. actually a perfect, perfect game in those four innings, you know? Um, but then you look at his other starts, hobby. Mm-hmm. sometimes he goes four innings, Six earned, four walks, mm-hmm. and it's like the walks are what will kill Ashby. But if he can get the walks under control and keep them to two, mm-hmm. three, and outing, he has the strikeout stuff. He has a really nice sinker that that gets a ton of ground balls. Like I said, he has the highest ground ball rate in all of baseball right now, even above Framber Valdez. So. This is a guy to definitely speculatively add as a streamer this week because he's 45% owned right now. But I think this is a guy that, that could be soon here, you know, 70, 75% owned. Like we saw Christian Javier when he got his chance. Now he's starting every week and everyone has him. And if you have him, you're hyped Great because point. he's striking out eight or nine per outing. Javi, I love that pick. Love Javier. All right. Javier, my, my streamer here is less fun. But before I get into yeah. that, Before I get into that, I'm going to talk about something a little bit more fun The just are the not gambling advice show. We're proud to be partnered also with my bookie. It's a long season out there, but we've been actually, you know, having a little fun with some parlays here and there. Some straight bets here and there. I just cashed actually not even on baseball on the Celtics last night beating the Miami Heat going to the NBA championship. I am hyped about that. Oh, yeah, you sad, Javi? You sad about the heat? Okay. Well, if you want to bet, say in the Celtics to win the NBA finals, if you want to bet on the Warriors to win the NBA finals, you can go do that on my bookie. You can use promo code just baseball. You get a 50% deposit match. But even if you don't care about basketball and you just want to bet on baseball, tail Peter's bets, tail my bets. You can go over to my bookie, do the same thing, use promo code just baseball deposit, you get 50% match. Javi, my streamer is also a lefty but definitely not as good as Aaron Ashby. But I think crafty enough to get the job done. Devin Smeltzer, which I don't mm. know if that's short for Smelly Seltzer, but, um, mm. you know, I might be calling him Smelly Seltzer just for the me. Sorry, Devin. That's probably rude. But Devin Smeltzer, Smeltzer, excuse me. He's a crafty lefty. He only throws 89 miles an hour. He has a curveball and a changeup. But this week he gets a dream matchup with the Tigers. 94 mm-hmm. WRC plus against lefties. Smelter last outing went seven innings pitched six strikeouts against the Royals. This is a guy that, yeah, he's not sexy. He is. He is the opposite of sexy, but guess what? Sometimes you just need a guy to come in there, go deep into a game, get a quality start, get a win, not give up a ton of runs and get out. And that's what Smelter's going to do. He does get the blue Jays later in the week, which I think is a scarier matchup because they've been putting up a ton of runs lately, but I will say the blue Jays also don't hit lefties that well. They have a one Oh three WRC plus against lefties this season. And I think you add him for tomorrow's outing against the tigers. You keep him around for the week, possibly later in the week. If you need another start, if you possibly need a win and you really, you know, don't really care about ERA at that point, I think it's fine to also start smelter. I I've been, Doing great with these streamers that are just shots in the dark, Javi. And so I think Smelter's a fun one. What do you think?
0: I agree, man. I agree. Streamers, the biggest thing is matchups. And the Tigers, I mean, yeah, they added Javi Baez. Yeah, they've got Torkelson but those guys haven't come through. The fact that you know, the, their best hitter in their lineup has been Miguel Cabrera, basically, right? Like he's been a batting average King and actually kind of decent and somewhat relevant. We might've as well mention him really quickly for batting average. If that's what you're looking for, not too bad. Miguel Cabrera, if that's what you need uh, to start the year, if you're, you know, um, bargain bin hunting. Uh, yeah, I agree. And with with Smeltzer, yeah, it's not like the greatest stuff in the world, but sounds like a good uh, one team. The Tigers are just, it's not good, man. It's, it's not really good. And Javi Baez, love him puerto rican power always. and hit an
1: off-speed pitch
0: yeah he's he's struggling there and i don't know if the tigers are exactly the organization that will will get him to necessarily figure all that stuff out uh especially uh if javi bias is on the giants he's like a top five shortstop right now just <laughs> like one of those really good teams that's what it feels like right um but yeah with that team just i don't see a plan you know and not to get too much into tigers stuff or anything like that but I just don't see it. I don't see a plan for what exactly they're doing. It feels like they've been rebuilding forever. So absolutely all in on Smelter.
1: Sweet, dude. That'll do it today. Not gambling advice. Tuesday episode waiver wire edition. Javi, thank you for coming on my dude. Any closing words? Only closing words is I'm onto you, Arm and Jack and Peter.
0: I know you're trying to put them really high. I know what you're trying to do to my Padres. Stop it. That's not very nice. And also Arm. Whatever, it, Arm sent you and I a very uh, antagonizing message about the Marlins. Where have they been ever since then? So, just enough. I think enough you need enough.
1: to go on just baseball show and have a little debate with your friend Arm there. As always, it's not gameplay advice. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you.